Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up, and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob. Now it's my daughter's fourth birthday. Uh, Also, today on Facebook, uh, a friend of mine on Facebook, Marie, on the same day is the anniversary of her 14-year-old son's death, who died in a fall when they were on holiday. And... I think it's really important for us to really put into context how things are going in our life. Now, I know that I can make in my mind small problems much bigger than they are. I can get frustrated over little things. Um, And I must remember, we must remember that um, unless we've had horrific luck in the developing world, then we have so much to be grateful for. Uh, And we mustn't let small problems become big problems. We mustn't let first world problems um, overwhelm us and, and just make us believe that life is hard and things are hard. Because I can't speak for you and you may have had some really hard things that happen in your life. But let's speak for me. You know, I'm a relatively well raised. I mean, my parents didn't do anything wrong. So anything that's wrong with me in my raising is on me, not on them. Nearly 40 year old, still, I think, fit and healthy, white male born in England. So, you know, I won the lottery when it comes to opportunity. Uh, And maybe you did too in many regards. Uh, and people think that life is hard, life is a grind, everything is hard, you know, I'm not getting where I want to be in life, I'm not making the money that I want, I'm not as successful as I want, I haven't got as many followers and fans and everything else as I want, but really they're very small external metrics which don't change who we are, Uh, and you know, you may have a husband or wife, you may have children, you may have your health, You know, you may have a sunny day, you may have someone's birthday and all of those things are things that surely we should focus on uh, and um, make us feel grateful and alive. And a couple of things that really touched me recently, which I think is just worth mentioning. Uh, And I watched a, a documentary called The Staircase and it was shocking, revelatory, outrageous educational, interesting, all in one. And I really recommend that you watch it. And now the protagonist of that um, documentary is a chap called Michael Peterson, whose wife uh, was found dead at the bottom of uh, the stairs in his house. And, uh, you know, he um, put forward that it was an accident and that he found her uh, in that position. And the DA office, the district attorney, put forward that it was uh, murder. Um, And this trial on and off lasted 17 years. And uh, Michael Peterson was put away for eight of those 17 years. Uh, And um, there was a really strong case for reasonable doubt. Now, no one actually knew whether he did it or not. 
But according to the letter of the law, I think it's pretty compelling that there was reasonable doubt. Uh, And it was subsequently found out that some members, uh, some witnesses had committed perjury and falsified evidence and um, basically created a case to the outcome they wanted rather than actually look at the results of the experiments. Uh, And you go through this entire journey with Michael Peterson and his family and what it does to his family and the fact that he lost his wife. And the guy spent eight years in prison and there is reasonable doubt that he didn't do it. I'm not saying he did or he didn't, but there is reasonable doubt. So by the letter of the law, he shouldn't be shouldn't have been imprisoned. Uh, And in the end, he had to take the Alford plea, which is basically uh, admitting manslaughter for the sake of the deal with the DA. Now, he didn't go to prison. He cut a deal with the DA, didn't get get any imprisonment because he'd already served the sentence. But basically on his record forever is that he is um, admitting to manslaughter or, or guilt Um, And, you know, really, he claimed that there was no fairness in the justice system. And I think I've never had to go through that. And my family have never had to go through 16, 17 years of that. My friend Gerald Ratner did one speech, a flippant joke uh, and lost everything off the back of it. And spent seven years in the wilderness. Um, And I was watching a TV show yesterday. I forget the name of it, but it, uh, it was quite a heartwarming thing where inventors and designers were brought in to try and solve really meaningful, difficult problems for people who are really struggling. So there was one uh, lovely young lad, 19, who had cerebral palsy and he couldn't move anything except his eyes in a controlled manner. And his dream was to be able to control and an, um, uh, like a boat. And he wanted to be able to uh, captain a small boat uh, just with his eyes. And so one um, inventor was brought in. Ca- can you control a boat with your eyes? And that was their task. And there was another beautiful little boy who was five years old who had really terrible epilepsy, terrible, terrible epilepsy. And he kept having fits all the time. Um, And so much so that um, if the fit, if he didn't recover from the fit in 15 minutes, they had to call the ambulance because it could lead to his death. And it was just uh, excruciating to think about your own son who had this chronic epilepsy. And what was what made it worse was. His parents had to watch him day and night. They had to have like a baby monitor. And one of the parents had to be up all night. And they used to, they'd take in turns to watch him all night. And then to see him go through these fits live and see his dad crying. I mean, you know, and I just put myself in that position with my son. And I just think I've got a healthy son. My daughter is four. She's healthy. She's cheeky. My kids were just playing out there together. Um, my son playing babies with my daughter. And then as soon as I see him, him still trying to hide that he's playing babies and then having fun together and occasionally arguing and fighting over the iPad. And I just think, you know, like it's easy to get stuck in our own life and our own problems. And I know you've probably had things happen to you that are hard, but you've overcome them. Um, I've done coaching calls with people in my community, a lady who struggles to go on viewings because her um husband died on the way to a viewing. Uh, A lovely man who I've helped uh, and has done some of my training, whose wife got, you know, violently raped. Um, I just think, you know, like if those things happen to me, how would I recover from them? I don't know how I would handle those. And I really admire these people that I've mentioned and the family of these people, all these people that I've mentioned, how strong and kind they are and the shit that they have to go through just to get through the day. So let me leave you with this final message. And this message is to you as much as it is to me. And for those of you that are kind of commenting on this pink four balloon in the background, that's the um, the purpose of this message on my daughter's fourth birthday is 
be grateful for what you've got. There are many millions and millions of people in the world who've got it much harder than you. Uh, and, you know, people always say, who are your mentors who inspire you as if it has to be Arnold Schwarzenegger or Oprah Winfrey? And yeah, they're great role models. But actually anyone who gets up today having had a really difficult yesterday or a really bad hand or some terrible luck, you know, they're my role models and they're the people that inspire me and they're the people I try to be like a little bit more um, because, yeah, we can get stuck in our own problems. We can make the small things the big things. So you've probably got it easier and better than you think. Contextualise your first world problems. Uh, make sure that you focus on what's important. Go out there and be selfish enough to be successful in your world, but selfless enough to go and share that gift and give that gift with others. That is the balanced. When capitalism is at its best, it's when you make enough money and do enough good for yourself and your family to give yourself and your family a great life. But you do that through creating meaningful products and services and solutions that the world values and makes their life better too. Um, and take all the pain and the difficulties, whether it's small things or big things that you... Um, have in your life uh, and try and turn that into good and do good and meaningful work, you know, for other people. So I salute anyone who's had challenges, uh, you inspire me uh, and let's all remember and contextualise that and try and use that to inspire others too. So that's my short message for today. Um, I hope it's helpful. Uh, my family are going off to the beach today. I hate the beach. So I wouldn't be any good to them and with them. Uh, and one of the greatest things about uh, doing well in business and property and, you know, what I've, what I've built, which I say humbly because I want to build something bigger and more meaningful than I already have. But I built enough such that I don't have to go to work and I spend a lot of time with my family and a lot of time playing golf with my son. In fact, I spend so much time with my wife that she gets annoyed with me and just wants me out of the way. Uh, and I see that as a good measure of the gift that business has brought to me. And it can do the same for you, too, if you plan it and architect it that way. So, um, yeah. Respect to everyone who's had difficulties. If you've had big difficulties, use it as motivation. If you're going through any real difficulties, know that people are going through more. Um, and um, thanks for following me. Let's try and do some good work together and make a difference on this planet. Uh, you've got a message inside of you. You've got some unique talents and skills and gifts that the world needs and you owe it to the world to give them that in the greatest scale and most meaningful way that you can. Uh, and also it's okay for you to pay your overhead and nice holidays and good schools for your kids and you know some nice material items and a good home base to live in so that you can then uh, fuel and fund the great work that you do. So thanks for tuning in. I love you all. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Mm -hmm.